good movie. Oh, yep, I, I always pick good ones. Oh, it's going away. Bastard. What? I have to sneeze. Oh, oh. But, phew, oh, oh, there it is. Bless Ooh. you. Thank you. Hello and welcome to This Horror Life, episode number 51, Ghost. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? I am excellent. My name is Rob, by the way. Sort of uh, winging it there with the introduction. Didn't didn't do it how I normally do. No, you didn't. (laughs) No, not at all. But that's okay. That's okay. This is episode 51. Today, it is uh, another episode of Ghost Watches. And uh, we're going to be talking about Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get into that, but uh, sure. before that, we will start off with what we have been up to lately. Ghost, what you've been Ooh. watching? Um, not much. I'm going to be honest. I have recently started rewatching from season one, episode one, Law and Order SVU. Uh huh. Which in itself can be uh hard to watch. Um, yeah. But I, that is one of my shows that like I always go to around this time of year for some unknown reason it's Usually when show. i'm like falling into my depression i start really getting into that show mm-hmm. um i don't know why because i feel like it just feeds it but yeah it seems like um, it would. i've yeah i've been spending a lot of time <clears throat> watching that and i've been playing a lot of back for blood too still playing back for blood huh oh yeah you guys haven't finished still that game yet kicked. uh no we just finished act one the other uh, night right. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't really been up to too much either. I watched the uh, 2019 film Pilgrim, mm-hmm. which is uh, one of those Hulu movies that uh, done with Blumhouse for their Into the Dark oh, series for like the holidays. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I watched the Thanksgiving film Pilgrim. It's terrible. I I haven't really liked any of the Into the Dark movies. This one I think was worse than all of them, though. I don't think I've seen any of them to be honest. Yeah, this one's not all... very good. They all just sound super cheesy. Yeah, they, I think the most... part of it is because they're just I their prep production on it is probably really quick, so yeah. that might be part of it because I know they're cranking out how many movies. Yeah, and uh, yeah, most of them are very good. This one I did not like at all. It has an interesting premise, but it they don't it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing that I saw, I went to theaters and I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife in IMAX. How was that? All right. So, oh, God, (laughs) the early reviews that I saw said that um, the movie, they didn't like it. It had too much fan service in it. And they're not wrong. It's full of fan service, just things all over the place. Mm -hmm. But I did not care. I loved it. I had so much fun watching this movie. I feel Um, like it's one of those movies that it's okay to have that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I just I really really liked it. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I would recommend uh, if you like Ghostbusters, I would I would certainly recommend checking yeah. it out. Like, don't get me wrong. Like that movie's always been like the original has always been goofy. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it never took itself too seriously. I mean, for God's sakes, it had a giant fucking 
stay puffed marshmallow roaming right city yeah right so i think that kind of movie is okay to have that kind of fan service you know and putting all those things in so yeah i always wanted to see it and it it certainly did it uh it has a lot of that stuff but uh, like i said Mm -hmm. not not enough it did not bother me one bit i uh i really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. um that's all. Then that's really all that I've got. Oh, I list. wanted to mention because I mentioned it before we started, so I forgot to mention it this time. Uh, watched Wrong Turn. Oh yeah, the new 2021. one. Twenty twenty one. Yep. Yeah. Watched the new one. Uh, didn't hate it. Thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it really felt like this is part one. This is part two. This is the ending. Like it really felt broken up. I, it felt to me things. like it had about four different endings. It just uh, kept going. That too. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean. It, and th- I think that's why it felt so broken up between mm-hmm. all these things. Um, but uh, it, w- it wasn't terrible, but I also have never seen any of the other wrong turn movies. So yeah. that's probably why, as we talked about earlier, I didn't hate it. Like yeah, that's that's the do. thing. Like when you I've seen I don't think I've seen all of them. I, I know I've seen the first few, at least wrong turn movies. And you're expecting a certain thing when you go into a wrong turn movie and you do not get that at all with this new one. Yeah. It's something completely different. I think if it wasn't a wrong turn movie, people would have thought differently about it. Maybe. Um, I mean, it still has problems though. It It does. It has structure problems. It has character problems. I mean, there's still problems. There's some crazy shit that I was like, what the fuck? But at one point, she was like why did you murder him you murdered him i can't believe you did that like why the fuck would he not right yeah why would he what yeah so yeah i i was not a fan of that movie all right uh let's hop into the news uh not a lot to report no uh but i did manage to find a few things uh i am not familiar with this have you heard of dear david Uh, no okay well apparently it was a viral twitter ghost story um, I, I must've missed this all, all together, but it is going to be turned into a movie. Oh, um, I guess a, um, I think it was a writer for Buzzfeed. I could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Um, posted a story that about, uh, his quote unquote interactions with a ghost in his new house or apartment or whatever. Mm, okay. And, uh, it, it, a lot of people started sharing it and, and, you know, now it's going to be made into a movie. We'll see how that turns out. Um, not too familiar with the source material, so I'm not either. But it it's weird really that interesting. We've reached that point now where like tweets are starting to get turned into movies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, they make a movie out of damn near anything. So. Yeah. Um, there's a new horror comedy series coming on uh, to Stars, uh, starring Courtney Cox. It's called Shining Veil, hmm. and it will be out March sixth. Um, that's exciting. Uh, it's going to be on stars. Um, I, I don't have stars, so I haven't watched a lot of stuff that's on there, but I, I do like Courtney Cox. I would check this out probably. Yeah. Stars isn't bad. I don't think they put out bad, um, material. Yeah. Um, and it's really exciting to see Courtney Cox be, you know, get back into acting. Yeah. Cause I yeah. don't think she's been in anything. I mean, obviously she's in the new scream movie coming out soon, but I, before that, shut up before that, I don't think she has been in anything since Cougar town ended. And that yeah, was I don't know. like years ago. So, yeah. um, there's an alien series coming to FX. That's going to start Ooh. shooting March, uh, 2022. 
Interesting. And uh, it's, uh, I guess, going to be shooting in Europe and in Thailand. Um, Bizarre. I, you know, we're getting a lot of film properties now that are being turned into television series. Yep. Uh, they're hit or miss. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well Alien's going to work, but I'll give it a shot. I I'll think that. that they're trying it because I feel like TV has become more of a moneymaker uh, recently with mm-hmm. streaming services. Um, yeah. You know, I it's always been, oh, it's a silver screen because like it's, it's not as good as movies or whatever. But um, I don't know. I feel like it, it's been doing better. And that's why they're trying to get into this like longer format with these uh, franchises. And I think, like you said, it is going to be hit or miss with some because some of them are, are good having more time for the material and some of them i think will just pad it too much with stupid shit they don't need to yeah and i i also think that budgets for television shows are much higher now than they used to be they are after Um, game of thrones yeah excuse me (laughs) so yeah you can finally make a uh, you know a Mm -hmm. film a film quality television series now um i just don't know that alien really requires that long form storytelling but we'll see i don't think so either but yeah yeah. um maybe they've got a wonderful idea i don't know um david harbour is set to star in a new holiday horror film called violent Mm -hmm. night it will be out december 22nd of 2022 so not till next year um it is uh from the people behind dead snow um I'm not a huge fan of holiday horror films in general. Hmm. Um, I do like David Harbour, though, and Dead Snow is just awesome. So uh, okay. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Sounds cool. Yeah. Um, don't watch the Dead Snow sequel, though. I didn't like that one at all. I probably won't. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing that I had is uh, Paramount Pictures, it looks like, is going to be um, working on a remake of Pumpkinhead. See, I saw that and I thought about bringing it up, but I've never seen Pumpkinhead. Oh, you should see Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead is great. It's one of those movies when I was younger and I used to go to like Blockbuster or then when it turned into a family video, I would see it and I'd be like, man, I really want to watch this movie, but it looks kind of cheesy. But like um, also really scary. It's really good. I, I really like Pumpkinhead quite so, a bit. So yeah, I just would never I never picked it up. And ever since then I've seen it pop up every once in a while. And I'm like, man, I should really see that movie. Yeah, so I actually hadn't list. I hadn't seen it until a few years ago. I went to um that 24 hour horror movie marathon and it was one of the movies they showed. And um yeah, I really liked it. it it's a it's a really good horror movie. Um, you know, I mean, I, they're going to remake it and they're going to ruin it with CGI is my guess. Probably. Yeah. That's just, I mean, that's sort of the default position for these remakes now where I'm just like, well, they'll put a bunch of CGI in it and it'll look crappy and it's not going to be as good as the original. Um, that's all the news that I had. Um, I had a couple articles that I pulled up that I thought was interesting. There is a new book coming out it's called jurassic park the ultimate visual history and it's the most comprehensive book ever done on the original trilogy um, which is available on amazon and it's got tons of pictures and stuff in it of behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. 
Um, looks really cool. I'll probably get it because I'm a huge Jurassic Park nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, although maybe not because it's fifty dollars. Well, um, you don't want to be paying fifty dollars for a book. I, I I fucking might, man. I might. <laughs> it's a hardcover too. I love me a hardcover. For fifty dollars, I would hope so. Yeah, um, but so. Here's a question I have about Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. When is the next movie coming out? I have no clue. Okay. I I no like, idea. I haven't heard anything about it in forever. Yeah, they dropped the poster for it a while ago, and mm-hmm. we've heard nothing about it since. So I don't know if uh, how bad COVID delayed a bunch of that process or what, but mm-hmm. I would hope yeah. soon. Is Chris Pratt in it? Uh, yeah, mm. I believe he's in this, the new one. I, don't I, know why I was hoping be. they would replace him with Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is going to be in the new one. Though. I know, but is it going to be like, is he really going to be in it? Or is it going to be like the last one where they said he was going to be in it? And he had like two lines. Mm, I'm pretty sure the like original three are all like big characters in it. And that's, I mean, that's what's been reported. So. Okay. Well, we'll I'm looking forward to the new movie. I probably will not buy a $50 book. Uh it's only on the first three movies. It's, it's only the yeah. original trilogy, but I, I might. Who knows? I, uh, I love Jurassic Park, so. Mm-hmm. Would, you like uh, all the wrong ones, though. Like, you think three is good. Three is great. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? That ending is garbage. The ending of three? Yeah. Why is it garbage? It, because it just happens out of nowhere. Oh, my God. So that one's garbage, but the ending to two is fine. Two is great. Two is amazing. You know what? I I'm fucking done with you. You there's no <laughs> uh, there's no rationalizing. The Lost World is, is fun and cool. It's got Vince Vaughn, and three is just dumb. It and... is a good movie, but three is better. No, no, but we're not. not arguing about this right now. Anyways, no. and uh, that new thing of... that that Lost Kingdom or whatever it was called was awful. I didn't hate it. I know you like it's like dinosaur I like eBay. Fucking ever, I don't. Yeah, I don't care, dude. I would buy a dinosaur if I had the fucking the income to do it. One hundred percent. I have a little fucking Velociraptor running around. Put it on a leash. Give it a collar. <laughs> uh, you've got one, don't you? What is that thing you have? Isn't that like a dinosaur? An axolotl. Yeah. He's a salamander. Ugh. Basically. Ugh. Seems so gross. What's he eat? Worms. Oh, you had to buy worms. Yep, I buy worms. And you put them in there? Garlic flavored ones. What? (laughs) Yeah. Eat garlic garlic. Yeah. So gross. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Did did you have anything else? Yeah, I I had something else. Um, There is on Amazon. It's not released, um, like officially, like released from Halloween Kills, but there is a Halloween Kills coloring book. It's really? On Amazon for $8 and it actually looks pretty cool. Well, hold on one second. I might have to go order something. It's only $7.99. Hold on, let me send you the link. Yeah. It's got um hold on. Let me send this to you real quick. I'm in the I'm still reading the novelization. Oh well, you can color while you read it. I don't know how many crayons does it come with crayons? It does not come with crayons, but I no. bet you can find some on Amazon for super cheap Probably. too. There is 56 pages. <laughs> Some of these pages look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like Tommy the Doyle hold the baseball bat. The coloring book turns images from the movie into simple line art that you can bring to life however you see fit. Oh, all right. But, like you can make Tommy Doyle into like a zombie or like yeah. 
a freak a clown i don't know huh well that's fun Make your own halloween kills yeah i think it's i think it's really cool yeah so that's uh that is fun I mean, that's I enjoy coloring. I haven't in a really, really, really long time because it's hard to find cool coloring books, but something like this as an adult would be cool. Yeah. So. There's a lot of them, a lot of horror coloring books on here. Mm-hmm. That's a, a whole thing, right? People people do that now. They color. Yeah. Yeah. I probably it's won't get that help, either. Uh, it, it's therapeutic. Yeah. For eight bucks, it can be yours. So. Yeah, for eight dollars, that's that's not a bad deal. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of. I mean, that's something I would buy just to keep around, I guess. Yeah, I think you it's know. something cool, and you know, I know that it's supposed to be good for like stress relief and stuff. Right. So. I mean, I'm not going to color, but I keep it Are around. You look at it like a. <laughs> no, it's the kind of thing I would buy and then forget that I have. Fair. Yeah, that I mean, I'm, yeah. Right. I mean, seriously, I'm, can you imagine me coloring? Yeah, I, I can't actually. I don't think this is just me. I don't think it would it would help me. Like I don't think it would release my, like my stress or help me. Like it would drive me nuts. You know? Like I would yeah. go outside the lines once and I would lose my mind. Oh, see that. Mm, I yeah. would quit after yeah. doing that. So, I don't I'm a perfectionist uh, when it comes to coloring, which is Yeah, I don't color. think it would be good for me. I'm sure it's great for other people, just not for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe all your right. kid likes to color. No, he's past all that. <laughs> um, now he just listens to devil music. All right. Um, okay. That's all, all right. I had for uh, news. All right. Well, then let's get into the topic for this episode, which is Ghost Watches, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. You had not seen this movie before. Um, nope. Had you heard anything about it before? Oh, only what you've told me. Okay. Um, and I don't yeah. even remember that. <laughs> yeah, I really, really like this movie. Um, it's uh, It's got pretty high scores across the board. Um, it seems to be pretty well beloved in the horror community. But what did you think of it? Um, so I, I enjoyed it. I did. I had a good time watching it. I thought it was pretty funny. At one point, I was like, is this supposed to be just like a horror comedy? Or maybe I'm just laughing at it because I think sarcasm is really funny. Yeah. Um, I didn't know which. But um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. What I like about it is that there's a definite switch in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really funny up until that switch happens. And then I find it to be genuinely scary. Like yeah. they did a really like, like a lot of horror comedies aren't scary, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, movies like even Shaun of the Dead, which is a horror comedy I love, or Tucker and Dale versus Evil, another mm-hmm. horror comedy I love. But they're not ever really scary. Yeah. But I think that that Leslie Vernon is a scary character once he makes that switch. And I think part of the reason that he's so scary is because we've spent the first half of the movie getting to know him a little bit. Yeah. You know, where he's like telling jokes and stuff and he's he's befriending these people. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so I really, really uh, like the way that this movie is structured. And I don't know if you noticed or not, it switches from being a mockumentary mm-hmm. to just a to regular, a yeah, yeah, to like a regular movie. That. And yeah. it happens right at the point where she's the, the girl in the documentary says, okay, that's it. Documentary over. Yep. And then <laughs> that's in their patches. Yeah. And it Im- immediately switches to a regular, um, whatever they call narrative film. I don't, I don't know. Um, 
And I, uh, I love that. And, and it's at that point that it really becomes a genuinely scary movie, like a, like a really good horror movie. It does. Yeah. Cause I, in the beginning I'm watching it and we're going, going, going. And there's, I was like, damn, th- you don't really see anything like you're expecting, you know, these people are making a documentary about a, a killer and you haven't seen really him kill yeah much at all and it's like okay where's the blood and the gore because he's supposed to be you know a slasher um but i I think that it was really smart the way they did it yeah and they do a great job of dissecting sort of all the slasher tropes Mm -hmm. you know when he's talking about all the cardio he has to do (laughs) because you have to run around like a gazelle to get from place to place and Mm -hmm. you have to you know you have to run but look like you're walking it's not easy <laughs> yeah i uh I, I love that they made the other slashers jason and michael and freddie be real in yeah. the universe like the, they're actual people that did this as work as they quote unquote all the whole time it's work related yeah this yeah. is our job like yeah that, okay. they, they do refer to it a lot as their job and i could never yes. quite figure out how does that make you money <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah. I don't think it makes you any money, but I, yeah. you know what? Go yeah, for I couldn't it. quite um, figure it out. I'm like, how does he pay for food? Where is he getting his money? <laughs> but there are a doesn't. lot of great, uh, a lot of great things in here. You know, uh, when he gets his Ahab and he's so excited mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah. I, um, one of my notes that I wrote down was it's weird seeing a killer with like a sense of humor, but like yeah. as himself, like, yeah. Cause like he's a Freddy, guy. like Freddy Krueger is, a killer and he's funny because he does that to torture right right the people that he's trying to kill this guy's just like a, an oddball he's just funny and yeah, he's yeah, you know he's, weird yeah he's, got he's a just a funny guy um, yeah well a good sense he like he seems like a genuinely good guy like if this was a documentary about a guy who was uh you know a used car salesman for whatever reason yeah and you'd be like hey this is a great guy <laughs> yeah Um, and and I love it when they, you know, they visit his retired friend, Eugene. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Scott Wilson. (laughs) I was so excited when I saw that he was in this movie. Um, yeah, I think him and his wife are funny. It's, uh, you know, Robert England is in this movie in a very small role. Um, but funny, but, uh, it's interesting. He, he, uh, resembles Dr. Loomis quite a bit. Yeah, uh, that's what, my, in my notes. I put Robert England as Sam Loomis yeah. question mark <laughs> yeah. because I mean that's the trope the trope that they're trying right, to yeah. you know Absolutely. make fun of, and and he he knocks it out of the park. He really is, does seem like a knockoff Sam Loomis. Yeah, um, so. I apologize. I don't know if you can hear that. One of my neighbors has apparently decided to rev their engine as much as possible outside. I cannot hear. Okay, it, good. So we're good. Good. Yeah, I have no idea what the hell they're doing. Um. So, uh, yeah, I, I really uh, I just love the, the turn that the movie takes. I think it's mm-hmm. super funny in the beginning, you know, where he's setting all this stuff up and he's showing oh them, you know, gosh. like how he's doing it. He's you like, know, he, I, I put fish wire around those. Bricks, yeah. So the brick will just <laughs> right behind the door. Like and that was one of the things I really enjoyed about this movie is because we don't we don't normally get movies from the killer's perspective. Right. Right. And. and, and you know, and, and he goes to the farmhouse and shows him all the prep that he's done. Yep. Like he's, you know, he's rigged up all the tools yep. uh, in the shed. So so they fall apart. And, and, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's cut all the branches. Yep. So if they try to climb out a window onto into a tree, they'll fall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, he nailed the window s- shut. 
it was all super funny and it was just crazy like watching it and you're like fuck man yeah this yeah. is really like what like someone would have to go through for all of this right it's right essentially and- one giant trap yeah and he's walking them through it and he's telling them this is going to yep. happen and then this is going then they're going to go over here and it's, that's how it plays out yeah like it's exactly literally a guide yeah. for becoming a slasher yeah. essentially like yeah. and i thought one of the the funny parts uh that stuck out to me two of them was when they walked in to his like office and she's like wow look at all these books and he's got he's reading like gray's anatomy yeah, yeah. and like the harry houdini book <laughs> yeah and i was like oh all right that makes sense makes yeah, sense sure or, why not uh, his yeah. turtles yes and part of the story of him dying was that his turtles picked his bones clean or whatever and I, was like, I don't <laughs> yeah, think yeah. turtles eat people but no. <laughs> okay I, th- I think they're uh he leaves and shit like that yeah it seems like it but i, I don't really know much about turtles mm-hmm. um, yeah and the librarian is uh played by zelda rubenstein yes i was watching that and i was like i think that's selene from poltergeist it's, yep i think it. it is and i had to look it up yep that was her and it's, like, uh, it's her voice i could tell <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean plus she's got a pretty distinctive look yeah i think yeah. well she's much older in this than she was in poltergeist yes um but it was her voice immediately that I knew. I well, I saw her walking too, and I was like, "Oh my god, this lady's so fucking shorter. This girl is like eight yeah. feet tall." Yeah, right. <laughs> she was really tall though. That girl Kelly, mm-hmm. that was her character's name. I was at one point, I was like, "Is this bitch like seven feet tall?" She was like towering over everybody else, even the dudes. Yeah, yeah, she like- was. She was. Yeah, really tall. Um. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, that, those are pretty much everything that I, I think I wanted to say about the movie. I just I think it's an interesting dissection of slasher films, mm-hmm. um, but also it's really effective at being, uh, you know, the first half of it or so was very funny. It mm-hmm. makes the switch and then they made a really good like horror film out of it. Yeah, um, I think this is a really effective horror comedy to yeah. have like both. I've talked a lot about balance and horror comedies and i think this one works really really well yeah uh, yeah and it's interesting that they achieved that balance by sort of splitting them up Mm -hmm. right instead of you know trying to mix the horror and the comedy together which we've seen movies that have done that yeah um and that have worked but but i you know in this one they were like all right we're gonna make a comedy up to this point and then Mm -hmm. we're gonna make a slasher film you know uh, and I mean, it, it is technically, uh, you know, like you said, it is a big switch at that part where it actually switches from the mockumentary to the movie. But I think it you slowly can sense it switching Yeah, with the way that Leslie Vernon is talking and the way he's like saying things or like that moment at the van when he like slams her up against it. Yeah. Yeah. Because she confronts him mm-hmm. about who he is. Like you could see the switch a little bit there, too. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that. Uh, some facts about this movie: Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave it a seventy-six. The audience score is seventy-five. Okay. Um. So that's I don't, not bad. Not usually that close. You know? It's not bad for Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Um. I couldn't find any uh, real budget information on this movie. It was a very small budget film. Um, I didn't look it super didn't hard. It feel like it, though. No, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't. I, I mean, they've used that budget, I think, really, really well. Yeah. Um, especially considering, like, the practical effects that they had to do. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, the actors, I think, are great. 
Oh, yeah. I think um, the only one that I was like eh, about was Kelly. And that was after it switched. Yeah. The, like, I, I, I will say this. I, the main like the uh, like Leslie Vernon, he's fantastic. Amazing. And then the documentary crew yep. is, is really good. The yeah. rest of like the teenagers and stuff there. I, I think that they're going for not great, but it doesn't Maybe. really work. I, yeah, I think the, the one moment where I'm like, oh, God, really? It was when the girl came up after whoever in the cellar died. Yeah. And she's like crying and she's like trying to be upset. But like mm-hmm. she wasn't really she didn't really seem upset. And that was the only t- moment that I can pinpoint where I was like, damn, really? Not yeah. so good. Yeah, I that if I had any complaint, that would probably be it. That those uh, outside of the main sort of four characters, uh, the acting wasn't great. Well, that's not true. I, I can't say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but uh, the, the teenagers, we'll say that the teenagers, they're acting. I don't know if that's what they were going for or not, but it didn't work. It just comes off as they they're not good actors. Um, the because, rest of them weren't too terrible, though. They weren't like well, like the stoner kids were kind of. Yeah, I thought I the guess. stoner kids were kind of over the top and kind of, you know, dumb. Um, yeah, the way that they, the I way mean, they played it, they were probably trying to, you know, over exaggerate. Yeah, some yeah. of the tropes. Yeah, but you know, like um, because I I don't want to sing. You know, I don't want to leave out. Obviously, Robert England's Robert England. He was fantastic, mm-hmm. of course. And then the you know the retired guy and his wife. They were Don great. Wilson. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, so good. Um, let's see. At the beginning of this movie, Taylor is standing in front of the Red Rabbit Pub, which is a reference mm-hmm. to the rabbit and red matchbook found by Dr. Loomis in Halloween 1978. Mm-hmm. Um, this was Zelda Rubenstein's last movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were a bunch of little horror film Easter eggs throughout this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if you picked up on any of these. Uh, the first time Taylor interviews Eugene and his wife, there's a lament configuration puzzle box sitting on the table. No, I didn't even notice that. I didn't either. <laughs> That's cool, though. Um, when Leslie first takes Taylor and her crew to meet Eugene and his wife, there's a car parked in Eugene's driveway. It is an Oldsmobile Delta 88, the same make and model as the car scene in director Sam Raimi's movies. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed that. No. Um, when Leslie first shows the crew his home, he introduces his two pet turtles as Church and Zoe. These are the names <laughs> of the resurrected pets from the Pet Cemetery franchise. Church being the cat from Pet Cemetery and Zoe the dog from Pet Cemetery 2. I didn't even put two and two together with that. I remember I, I noticed I noticed the name Church and I thought, what a weird name for a turtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't occur to me that yeah, it was uh from Pet Cemetery. And um, this one, I know you picked up on Doc Hallorahan's uh, wardrobe mm-hmm. is nearly identical to that of Dr. Loomis in the Halloween yep. movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name is a mashup of Danny Torrance's nickname, Doc, um, from The Shining and um, Doc Hallorahan. Or um, uh, not Doc Hallorahan. Um, uh, what's the guy's name? I, I in The know. Shining. One of the characters' names is Hollerhan in The Shining. Oh, I don't know. If yeah, you that's ask his me last anything name. Anything about The Shining? Like it's been yeah. so long since I've seen it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it, so name. I haven't seen it in a long time either. Um, and there is long rumored that uh, we are going to get a sequel to this film. It's sort of one of those movies that's been rumored and on again and off again throughout the years. 
Um, I don't know if you could do a sequel to this. I don't know where we stand with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it is very interesting. Like, I feel like the way it ended, um, that he very well could be still alive. I mean, he rigged all of this other shit. He could have thought ahead and been like, oh, fuck, she might try to kill me in this fucking cider press and done right. something to it so it couldn't kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, I think it left it, maybe I, that's me reading into it a lot. Um, I felt like it was a very open-ended kind of ending. Yeah. Um, no. I, I, this is one of those movies that I'm torn on. Like the idea of a sequel, I really like. Like I give, I want more of this. I want more oh, of this yeah. character. I want more of this world. Uh, but I'm always don't afraid know, of something like this. I don't necessarily know that it's a good idea. You know, I, like <laughs> I just don't know how it would work. Yeah. I think it would be great to have more of, like you said, this whole world. And like, I think his character is just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Leslie Vernon that I need more of him. Like, I almost wish there was more, but at the same time, it's like, will it just ruin it completely? Right. That's the, yeah, that's the thing. Um, but yeah, the, like, a, you know, a, another story set in this world where all of these slasher characters are real would be uh-huh. fantastic. Um <clears throat> So overall, uh, again, really love this movie. I, I think it's a, a criminally underseen movie. Um, I mean, I'd never even heard of it until you I, brought it up. I believe Scream Factory has put out the Blu-ray hmm. for it. Um, See, this would be one of those movies that I would go and turn around now and like show everybody. And be like, you have to watch this movie. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it really did. I mean, that's when it first came out. It, it really mm-hmm. picked up steam word of mouth. Yeah, um, I... Um, so. Another thing we definitely have to talk about is that mask. Oh, yes. Um, I think that's such a cool creative mask. And it almost feels like they tried to mash all the masks of like Jason and Michael and even like Ghostface in there a little bit yeah. um, into one mask. Yeah, I could see that. I, I, The funny thing to me about the mask is the first time I saw it, I thought, well, that's a dumb looking mask it's fucking creepy though but then yeah in the second half of the movie when you see him wearing it and stalking these kids around it's scary (laughs) yeah it's terrifying it's got these deep eye holes that remind me of halloween but also scream because the eyes are so big and Mm -hmm. it's got a perpetual frown on it yeah it looks it looks almost wooden to me yeah yeah, yeah, it does. It looks like it fits like a hockey mask too, which is yeah. Why I feel like it, like I think they took a lot of inspiration from all of the different slasher masks mm-hmm. into one. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a good mask. I, I I like it. You know, there's uh there's a lot of cool shots in here in this movie of him just standing there holding that mm-hmm. side. You know, yeah. with like you know, backlit or whatever. Yeah, um, they do like that a that couple they, of different times. Um, gave him his own like signature weapon too. Yeah, with the scythe and the background story about how he was abused and he had to go out and use like, a hand scythe to do whatever the fuck he was doing. Yeah, to work the fields or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then was uh, you know, killed his parents and was drug off and thrown off the waterfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, and you know, again, interesting because in this uh, in this world, it's you know, it turns out that's not his backstory at all. He just heard the story. Yep. You know, and and decided uh, that was going to be him. 
which was another interesting take yeah um yeah a lot of uh a lot of interesting stuff a lot of um mm-hmm. uh a l- examination of sort of the slasher genre tropes but uh done very funny um, yeah i i would definitely say that this is this does it really really well i think a lot of times when horror movies do that they tend to go way too over the top with things mm-hmm. or they just it's a complete miss right um, but i think this one does it really really well yep i uh i 100 agree this yeah. is a movie that uh i uh i recommend to a lot of people i'm glad that you finally watched it ghost yeah i i, I really enjoyed it the only thing i have to say about it that maybe is a con is that it felt like it was a lot longer than an hour and a half See, I, I thought it went by quickly. Um, yeah, so that's I, interesting. I felt like it was a, it felt longer to me. I think because like I didn't know it was going to be that kind of movie that switches like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I thought it was going to be just the documentary, and then as he's talking to the documentary crew about what's going to happen at the the house or whatever, the barn and stuff, um, I was like, really? They're just like giving this all away? Yeah. Like, how is this going to end? Um, and then at that point, as he's going through all this, it clicks in my head who the real final girl is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, yeah, it definitely felt a little bit longer than uh, than it was. Yeah. But I mean, I, I can forgive movies for that. It was entertaining. So I'm, I'm not mad at it because I had a good time watching it. Yeah, no, I could see that uh, how uh, because of the way the story set up and the way it plays out that you would think that. Yeah, it would seem like maybe it goes on long. Now that you've seen it, if you rewatch it, my guess is because you know that it has like the two parts. Oh, I'm sure I'd be like, it um, won't feel nearly as long. Um. All right. Well, anything else you want to add about uh, the behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon? Thumbs up, right? Oh yeah, definitely yeah. thumbs up. Yeah, I always pick winners. Um. Always. Yeah. Every single time. I I had um a thing here somewhere about uh whether or not what the tally was but i don't know where it went oh you're taking notes huh keeping score uh i was trying to okay (laughs) fair enough i don't know where it went though it's in this notebook somewhere but yeah i I don't know i just imagine that notebook that you you talk about just being like a mess like coffee stains and stuff all over it Uh, no oh it well it's a tiny little like a little memo book oh okay I stole it from work. Uh, ooh. Well, I didn't steal it because they let us have them. But oh, okay. Fair I enough. Took it from work. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find the show on uh, Twitter. We are uh, at This Horror Life. You can send us an email, thishorrorlife at gmail.com. Ghost, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at GhostyJ with a zero. You can also find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash GhostyJ, also with a zero. All right. And I am on Twitter at Radio Rob123. You can listen to my other show, Slasher Radio, wherever you are listening to This Horror Life. Ghost, thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure.